Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is. I hope you are having a magnificent experience intentionally and in the moment. Thank you so much for jumping on to this podcast. I'm Robert Bolden, Life Transformed, and this is Coffee in Christ. My weekly share of my daily practice that starts me off each day on the right foot in devotion, in the word, which is the only way to go. Look, this has been transformational in my life. Um, So hopefully uh, something I I share today uh, will help you. And who knows, it could lead to transformation in your life as well. All right, let's get started. Those of you who are familiar, we start off with the verse of the day. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, who I like this already, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Oh, that is so good. So, um... I go to Elevation Church here in Asheville, and we just were in the middle of Love Week. Well, I guess we're on the tail end of Love Week. So it's a week long celebration of love throughout the city. We do all kinds of events, you know, just going out and helping, outreach, that sort of thing. Um, so this is so good. And what really stands out for me, you know, the word whenever, whenever we have the opportunity whenever so that's pretty it's like yeah whenever we have the opportunity so uh, it's just very again as i just opened this with present and in the moment um do good to everyone especially to those in the family of faith and i think that is something that's uh come into my consciousness a couple of times here lately i just got back from the abundance event with nick and megan unsworth where there were just almost a thousand people following Jesus in there. Well, actually, there were 800 and some, and over 100 gave their lives to Jesus at this event, which is amazing. Um, but it, it's, you know, do good, especially to those in the family of faith. So that has really helped me, you know, just see that, you know, those who aren't in the family of faith, I mean, we want them to come join us. But we need to especially focus on those folks that are in the family of faith. Be the light for them. Um, Obviously, we're the light for everybody. But as we're doing that within the family of faith, I think we're showing a community of people and the strength of that community of people that are bonded in faith, that are united in their faith. And the power of of a community of diverse people bonded in faith, I think is even more powerful than just one individual. Uh, And as I'm saying this out loud, I'm resonating with it for sure. So this is good. I like it. So this is from Galatians 6. Do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. And whenever you have the opportunity, do it. So that's, those are just wise words. Boy, you just let those sink in. And, um, you know, it, it is as you go through your day, as I go through my day today, 
I'm going to have opportunities to do this. So I just have to be, have it in my conscious awareness. So making the unconscious conscious. And that takes some practice and work. You really have to, you know, maybe it's give yourself little reminders or whatever it is until it becomes part of your subconscious mind to just do this naturally. But you have to program that subconscious mind to be able to do that. So it's good stuff. I like it. Let's go through a devotional for today. And we're going to go to Bold Leaders Confront Mediocrity. Have you ever seen the image of a school of fish all swimming in the same direction? But there was one bold fish swimming in the opposite direction. It's a fairly common and elementary image, but it speaks a very powerful message. And this large group of fish all following the current, the path of it, the path of least resistance, there is one fish that dares to stand out and challenge the norm. As leaders, we are called to be that one bold fish. We are called to stand out and confront mediocrity. In Romans 12, 2, we read that we read about not conforming to the worldly ways of the culture we live in. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. How cool is that? Not conforming to the worldly ways. I can really resonate with this because I am not, those of you who know me, I'm not a conformist for sure. Um, Wow, that's really good. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. I love it. Bold leaders do not follow the current of this world. Bold leaders go the extra mile. They strive for excellence in everything and do not tolerate mediocrity in anything. In a world where just good enough has become acceptable, it is paramount that we challenge that mentality and hold ourselves to a higher standard. In Numbers, we read about Moses sending 12 spies into the promised land Upon returning, they gave a negative, faithless report. However, Caleb challenged the norm. He encouraged the people to go take the land God had promised them. Joshua 14, he says, I returned and gave an honest report, but my brothers who went with me frightened the people from entering the promised land. For my part, I wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. Caleb confronted mediocrity. He didn't conform to the crowd around him, but stood firm in his conviction despite adversity. You see, mediocrity is comfortable, but excellence requires conviction. It's easy to cultivate mediocrity because it costs nothing, whereas excellence demands sacrifice. We see this in the life of King David in 2 Samuel 24, 20, 24 21 through 24, where he is offered property for free to make offerings to God. Yet he insists on pain because he refused to give God something that cost him nothing. David and Caleb confronted mediocrity instead of taking the easy route They went the extra mile in pursuit of excellence. Bold leaders don't cut corners or finish short. Instead, they take one more step after everyone else has stopped. And you know what this is bringing to me? The one thing that I've said recently that I want to break through is the comfort zone. And it talked a little bit about that. Here, 
is is I have to get uncomfortable because that's where the true breakthroughs come, right? Getting uncomfortable, being a little counterculture, going against the grain, right? Um, playing 100% full out. Love those things. They're inspiring. I get inspired when I read stuff like that. And hopefully it's inspiring you too. I mean, to know that God is already one. Victory is ours already. All we have to do is just act. Go out there and do. Right? Do these things. Do what Jesus taught. That's the blueprint. Um, so, beautiful. I just love it. And this is from Colossians 3. Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. I always love that one. So whatever you do, wherever you find yourself, just do your best. Work willingly, as if you were working for the Lord rather than people. If you can do that, you know, if you show responsibility with the small things and you're going to get bigger things it's going to happen it is going to happen but just have faith in the lord that's boy that is the bottom line that is really the bottom line and i'm going to just write this down so i'm doing a talk here in a little bit so that one rings true work willingly at whatever you do love it Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Save that one too. Save. All right. Next is. Let's go here. It's about David. I won't read through that. It's about what he did. Here's Joshua 14. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnes to explore the land of Canaan. I returned and gave an honest report, but my brothers who went with me frightened the people from entering the promised land. For my part, I wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. Yeah, you're going to be in the minority when you wholeheartedly follow the Lord your God. I will be in the minority. That's why I think it's so important to really surround yourself with 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 others who follow Christ so you have that environment that's empowering and inspiring to you so when you face you know because we will be outnumbered when we're in quote unquote the world so when you go out in the world you you've got more confidence self-confidence um, you know your 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 environment of friends that you hang out with are going to be people that are encouraging. That's what we do at Life Transform. We create a community of people who are for you, don't judge you, or are in harmony with you. So that's going to, you know, again, impress upon your subconscious mind. And pretty soon, that's just going to be your default. And the stronger that that becomes, that subconscious default, the more you'll be able to effortlessly, effortlessly, Effortlessly. How am I having trouble with that? Effortlessly. 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 I don't know. Anyway, go through this world um, just being able to deal with any circumstance that comes your way. 
Love that. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, I would just say summing that up, be bold, kind of against the grain. And do, I'm just going to say, follow Jesus. Again, <clears throat> I try to keep it as simple as I can. And that's really, that's, I think, what it's all about is just follow Jesus, right? Love it, love it. All right. So now let's go. We are reading from, let's see where we are now. This is our journey through the Old Testament, through the Bible, I guess. We're in uh, 1 Chronicles here. Okay. David had constructed buildings for himself in the city of David. He prepared a place for the ark of, the, of God and pitched a tent for it. Then David said, no one but the Levites may carry the ark of God because the Lord chose them to carry the ark of the Lord and to minister before him forever. David assembled all Israel in Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord to the place he had prepared for it. He called together Let's see, where am I? David assembled. Yep, here we go. He called together the descendants of Aaron and the Levites. From the descendants of Kohath, Uriel, the leaders, and 120 relatives from the descendants of Merturi. I'm not going to read all the descendants here. Then David summoned Zadok and Abathur, the priest, and Uriel, Isaiah, Joel, Shamish, and so forth. He said to them, You are the heads of the Levitical families. You and your fellow Levites are to consecrate yourselves and bring up the ark of the Lord, the God of Israel, to the place I have prepared for it. It was because of you, the Levites, did not bring it up the first time that the Lord our God broke out in anger against us. We did not inquire of him about how to do it in the prescribed way. So the priests and Levites consecrated themselves in order to bring up the ark of the Lord, the God of Israel. And the Levites carried the Ark of God with the poles on their shoulders as Moses had commanded in accordance with the word of the Lord. David told the leaders of the Levites to appoint their fellow Levites as musician, musician, musicians to make a joyful sound with musical instruments, lyres, harps, and cymbals. So the Levites appointed Hermon, son of Joel, from his relatives, Asaph, son of Barakai, and from their relatives, the Mirites, Ethan, son of Cushah, Keshiah, and with them, their relatives next in tank, Zechariah, Jaziel, Shemaramoth, Jehiel, Uni, Elab, Banai, etc. The musicians, oh, they're just naming different people in their roles. So David and the elders of Israel of Israel and the commanders of units of thousands went to bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord from the house of Oba Edom where with rejoicing because God had helped the Levites who were carrying the ark of the covenant of the Lord seven bulls and seven rams were sacrificed now David was clothed in a robe of fine linen as we all, as were all the Levites who were carrying the ark and as were the musicians Cana who was in charge of the singing of the choirs David also wore a linen ephod so all Israel brought up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord with shouts, with the sounding of ram's horns and trumpets and cymbals and the playing of lyres and harps. 
As the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord was entering the city of David, Michal, daughter of Saul, watched from a window. And when she saw King David dancing and celebrating, she despised him in her heart. Oh my goodness. So, so is the story of the Old Testament. I mean, it's so cool. You know, as I was reading that, I can imagine them all rejoicing with the covenant of the Lord as they were transporting it. And it's in those moments that they fully um, surrendered to God and, 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 and knew that he was the only way. But as people, and <laughs> you can even see at the very end, oh gosh, Michael, daughter of Saul, was despising David. You know, that's, that, that theme runs throughout, and it's still here today, where people take their eyes off of God and start what we read earlier about the worldly stuff, start delving into that worldly stuff. And that is a slippery slope. That will get you off track. Believe me, my life, wow. I pursued that stuff because that's all I knew for most of my life. And I learned that that is not where peace, joy, fulfillment, Galatians 5.22, peace, joy, all those things, the fruit of the Spirit, it's not where that stuff is, right? So um, that's part of what Life Transformed is all about, to give get people out of isolation into community and get you with some folks that can help you, you know, an environment where you can really see what is important. And it is much simpler than uh, Satan would have us believe in this life. <laughs> so good. All right, let's read the verse of the day from our wonderful Sarah Young. Worship me in the beauty of holiness. I created beauty to declare the existence of my holy being. A magnificent rose, a hauntingly glorious sunset, oceanic splendor. All these things were meant to proclaim my presence in the world. Most people rush past these proclamations without giving them a second thought. Some people use beauty, especially feminine loveliness, to sell their products. How precious are my children who are awed by nature's beauty. This opens them up to my holy presence. And that is like the mountains where I live now. Oh my goodness. Come visit. It is just that natural beauty that just blows you away every second. Even before you knew me personally, you responded to my creation with wonder. This is a gift and it carries responsibility with it. Declare my glorious being to the world. The whole earth is full of my radiant beauty, my glory. Amen. So true. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Yes, it just makes you want to stand and shout. I love it. So, you guys, that is Coffee in Christ for this morning. Thank you so much for joining me. And I hope that you have an amazing rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening. Share this podcast with others. Typically, it comes out on Thursdays. I was a day behind today. Sorry about that. Uh, but uh, it's all good. We are just in the process of loving down here in in Asheville and at all the locations that um, 
Elevation Church exists in. So uh, go love somebody today. All right. Well, until next time, have a great, great time. We'll see you.